Let's talk interest rates because they're back in the news once again. And joining us with the details, here is finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. We should rename these segments Inflation Talk with Rabina Ahmed Hawk. <laughs> that just seems like the only thing we talk about. <laughs> it really does. It's either that or I think a few months ago it could have been supply chain problems. With yeah, Rubina and they're Ahmed all related. Hawk. So it just yeah, comes true. under one umbrella. Things cost okay. more by Rubina Ahmed Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's talk about the Bank of Canada because they have signaled that an interest rate, rate hike, sorry, it is coming and it's coming soon. Like, I mean, really soon, Rubina? Yeah, so this seemed like it was a bit of a slip uh, by the Bank of Canada deputy who uh, might have signaled that March 2nd we are going to see uh, an interest rate hike. I mean, everyone's anticipating it anyway, so him coming out and saying this didn't really shock anybody, uh, but really sort of indicating that, you know, when that happens or and sort of stopped and started again, but really signaling that the 5.1% the inflation year over year, we've talked about it, is, is record high. The Bank of Canada has the tools to cool inflation, which is to raise interest rates. Uh, that is a moving target about when they're going to raise interest rates. It used to be 2023, then moved into 2022. And very much so, I think March 1st, they're going to start raising rates. Um, there was three emergency cuts that were done at the beginning of the pandemic. They could very easily take those three back um, and we would be back to where we were uh, just before the pandemic started and then kind of take a breather and see how people are managing. Uh, but that will make those ultra low rates. If you're locked into one of those variable rates, it will make it more expensive or more of your money will be going towards interest. OK, because that's the next logical question. They're going up. But by how much? We're sitting at 0.25 percent now. Are we expecting 0.5 percent? Is that going to be uh, the hike? Yeah, so usually the Bank of Canada raises rates by 25 basis points, which is 0.25%. There has been times where they have raised it faster. Um, I don't think this would be one of those times, uh, considering Canadians are in record amounts of mortgage debt. Canadians have been taking out money because it's so cheap, uh, not just to buy homes, but to renovate their renovate their existing home and do other things. They've been putting record amounts of money in the stock market. So the last thing the Bank of Canada wants to do is raise rates so quickly that any debt that Canadians have becomes unmanageable manageable because then you've got a worse situation where people are uh, struggling to make their day-to-day -day payments. So they'll probably do it slow and steady, but that could still mean, you know, by summertime, we could be in a position where rates are um, about a percentage point higher than they are now. And that that's a significant change uh, to what we're used to when it comes to how much we pay for our debt. Sure. So what does that mean, like tangibly? What does that mean for the average Canadian family? I mean, we can sit here and go, okay, 0.25% to 0.5%, maybe even higher by the end of the summer. But uh, what does that mean kind of, again, tangibly, Rabina, for the average family? Yeah, good question. So tangibly, I mean, if you have a mortgage with a bank, uh, the bank, uh, the bank will have a uh, prime rate that that you will have agreed to, um, and you will be paying uh, that mortgage based on. Right now, they're off. Most commercial banks are offering a prime minus product, so you will be uh, paying that mortgage uh, on that contract rate that you decided with the bank, prime minus whatever you decided on, and that's very low right now, about one one point two five percent in some cases. If the Bank of Canada raises interest rates, the commercial banks react by raising prime, and so all of a sudden that prime minus whatever contract rate that you have becomes more expensive because it's based on a higher prime rate. That's also true for your home equity line of credit. So Canadians have seen 
their home prices rise 25% year over year. A lot of us have a lot of equity in our homes. We are tapping that by getting home equity lines of credit and you can borrow money, basically borrow money from the, um, the, the, the equity in your home and you pay, um, you pay uh, interest on it. And that interest is also uh, tied to prime. And so if prime goes up, it becomes more expensive, not only to take money out of that home equity line of credit, but any existing balance you have is now subject to a higher interest rate. So that's how our debt situation changes immediately. And on the other side of it, um, people are less likely to spend on things like homes because their power of spending goes down. And so home prices could cool. And so this really speaks to non-home owners or those who have been on the sideline wanting to buy a bigger home or buy another home. Um, it becomes a little bit more manageable uh, when it comes to things like bidding process or, or buying a home um, it may not, I don't think it's going to come down, but it definitely could level the prices out a little bit. All right. So what should people do in anticipation of this? I mean, if it's two weeks from now, if it's two months from now, I think it's pretty clear interest rates, they're going up and they're going to go up sometime in the short term. So how can we best prepare for that? Is there anything we should be doing? So if you're struggling to pay your mortgage, um, you definitely want to sit down and figure out how much more expensive it would get if interest rates were to rise uh, 0.25%, 0.5%. So just go into a mortgage calculator and plug those numbers in. It'll immediately tell you uh, what your payments will be. Some banks now have a product where even if you have a variable rate, if the interest rate goes up, your payment doesn't change, uh, but the amount of money that's going towards interest changes. But that does uh, create some problems at the end when you renew because you're renewing at a high with a higher um, with the larger amount of mortgage. And so if rates are higher, then you're going to obviously you could get some shock in you know three or four years time when you go to renew your mortgage. The smartest thing anyone can do is one, um, figure out if you can make some lump sum payments. So that will bring your overall mortgage down. Um, also, if you are in a position where you could lock in your mortgage, say you have a variable rate, you could lock in at whatever the bank is offering you, figure out how many interest rates hikes there would have to be to get to what the fixed rate is today. Because if you're paying 1.25% on your variable rate mortgage and the fixed rate they're offering is 2.5, that's like six or seven interest rate hikes if they are raising it at 0.25 each time, 25 basis points each time for it to get there. So you're buying yourself a year, maybe a year and a half. So you want to be realistic about how fast it's going to get to you don't want to start paying more interest just because you're worried that the interest rates are going up. They're going to go up slow. Um, and also you'll be closer to the end of your um, renewal period anyways. And so you, you know, you have to deal with whatever rate is in the market at that point at, at, at anyway. So it might not make sense to lock in, but it's definitely worth doing the math to see yeah. how many rate hikes you'd have to uh, have to suffer before you're at that rate. And speaking of those rate hikes, just finally, and then we'll uh, leave the topic of uh, interest rates, but uh, we also hear that the markets, they're kind of pricing in as many as seven increases in the interest rate over the next year, the next 12 months. You think we're likely to see that? I mean, seven different increases? Now, you have to remember that, you know, even before those emergency cuts, we were at rock bottom. Uh, and so, you know, even then there was a lot of talk of how the low interest rates were affecting prices, affecting home prices, how inflation was being affected by money being so cheap. So that doesn't seem unreasonable. The Bank of Canada likes inflation to stay around 2 to 3%, and we are at 5.1%. So there's a lot of cooling that has to happen for the Bank of Canada will be satisfied, and that could happen with quick uh, interest rate hikes. Now, you don't want to raise it so quickly that people start you know, losing their homes or uh, having to default on their, on their mortgages or, or anything terrible like that. 
Uh, but slowly they'll watch as each interest rate hike happens, how Canadians are managing. And so you should price that in. I mean, that's information that we already have that, that anybody with a mortgage, variable rate mortgage can use to figure out what their personal finances would be a year from now if that happened. All right, let's shift from interest rates to, yes, once again, inflation, rising prices. <laughs> you and I have uh, spoken uh, the last little while, particularly about uh, dairy, the rising cost of uh, dairy and dairy prices in the grocery store, uh, Rabina. And we're hearing it's just not uh, milk anymore, that these rising dairy prices are going to have some spinoff effects when it comes to uh, other popular items you might buy that uh, consist of or contain dairy. Yeah. So, you know, cheese or anything else that uses dairy to, you know, sour cream, all these things are affected. But even when you go to a restaurant and you buy a pizza, there's cheese on that pizza. So that restaurant has to raise prices because they're paying more to have that cheese put on your pizza. Um, and in some cases, you know, a restaurant owners are saying they're losing money by keeping their prices where they were before March 2020, uh, because the cost of milk, for example, has gone up more than 8%. And so that's costing them now more than 8% to purchase the raw material to make that food for you. And so restaurants, the only way they can they can uh, survive is by raising their rates on all those products. And it's not just milk. I mean, everything across the board when it comes to groceries have been mostly, uh, most groceries have been affected by inflation. So any, any material, you're, any groceries you're buying to make the meals for your restaurant um, are getting more expensive. And the way they do that is by raising prices um, uh, for the customers. So they can decide whether they go in, whether they think that pizza is still worth it for them. Yeah, and you don't really uh, kind of think of this uh, immediately, but all of these sort of spin-off uh, effects. You and I were talking earlier this week about Tim Hortons telling customers to get ready or brace for a price increase as well. I mean, when you think about just even dairy or cream for your coffee, all of it adds up, right? Yeah, and these are things that we use every day. I mean, these are not, uh, you know, it's not steak or something that you might think, okay, well, I could go without it for a while. It's kind of a specialty thing. I mean, people drink milk, children drink milk every day. We order pizza often. These are things that actually affect your day-to-day -day way of life. And that's what really, I think, irks people. It's not so much of a big deal if you go to a fancy restaurant, the prices have gone up because you're already expecting to kind of overpay for that experience. But when you go to the grocery store, especially if you go to a reasonably priced grocery store, and all of a sudden you feel like you're spending 20, 30% more than you did last year, that can really start to make you feel very vulnerable to interest rate hikes, to your, your ability to, to pay your own uh, loans, your mortgage, how are you going to afford your children's future education? All these things start to create a lot of anxiety because you can't avoid buying everyday items. You have to still buy them no matter what price they're at. All right. Inflation, the latest in a continuing series with our Rabina Ahmed Hawk. Oh, I like uh, that. You could do the promo, Jeff. That would we would have thousands of listeners, if not. I, I'm sensing like theme music, uh, a whole big production. Like we, we've got to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very appropriate. Rabina, thank you so much. Enjoy your long weekend. Yeah, you as well. Bye bye. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.